the Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're picking up where we left off yesterday. A lot of you are emailing us, letting us know this is a great topic. We appreciate the feedback. Outsmart Instant Offers with your own killer Instant Offer program. And today is part two. If you didn't listen to part one, listen to uh, the show. It is on timandjulieharris.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, they're waiting for you to listen. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's going to be a fun show. Can't wait to get started. I've got just a couple little uh, Facebook shout-outs, and we want to remind them that the T-shirt shop is also open, so ready whenever you are. Yeah, go ahead. All right, perfect. So let's see. From uh, Let's start with Deanne Rio, just to hold her a little accountable here. She writes, I got my expired list ready, and I've been staring at it. <laughs> so... Um, uh, Don Sherwood says, you know you have to make the calls if you want business, but the hard part is when your brain screams to you, danger, danger, Will Robinson, from Lost in Space, about 1965. Brute force didn't ever get me past the fear either. Um, So there's a great discussion going on about just do the work, and I had to call out Deanna a little bit on that. She's a great participator in her premier coaching call. Uh, but yeah, staring at it doesn't help. You can do all kinds. The next stage will be doing the research on all of the expireds. That way, you know everything there is to know about them, and then you still aren't. No, calling. no, you're being so facetious. You're be- know. Yeah, you're being facetious. Yes, no, she's that, she's being. Yeah, that's Julie's obnoxious. She's doing the best she can. She's uh, even when she's being obnoxious, she's not that obnoxious. But she was just making fun of you guys and then getting ready to get started. We did a podcast a couple weeks ago talking about you know formulation, concentration, you know, momentum, then breakthrough, and you guys should go back and listen to that. And what she's trying to say, and it's definitely true, a lot of you guys are stuck in that formulation phase. And we really grind on this because we get emails. You know, sometimes people will say, I listened to you guys on your podcast two years ago. Tell me that I basically have been getting ready to get started. And let me tell you, I was offended when you told me this. We get this email probably twice a week. I was offended when you told me that because I was in the middle of redesigning my website, working on my branding. I was working on my logo. I was working on my, uh, you know, my lead follow-up campaign. I was tweaking my this and this, the other thing, and then whatever happened. And then they, you know, same person, you know, emailing us saying, "Hey, but guess what? You know what? I finally realized those things." were just the concentration mode, and the essence of it was is I was looking for creative distractions so that I didn't ultimately have to do what I didn't want to do when I, when I didn't want to do it. Look, guys, you know, some of us also emailed us saying, uh, I think actually it was Amber Rogers, who pointed out some of the mm-hmm. slogans and some of the things that we say on the podcast that she also wants to see on the T-shirts. And one of the uh, slogans that she said is missing, which I'm going to fix, Amber, so thank you for pointing that out, was suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> That's <laughs> so that right. T-shirt is coming, you guys. Right. So if you're in that getting ready to get started staring at your list of expireds, I'm telling you, uh, you know what? <laughs> you just have to suck it up, buttercup, and just jump in the deep end. There's no easy way to do it. And look, guys. 
that beginning stage as you're beginning to build your business and doing the things finally that you have never wanted to do and you never wanted to do them at the highest level, you've been living your entire adult life just trying to be comfortable, looking for something easy. You have even fooled yourself into thinking that it's actually smart to look for the easy button. And I know why you think that because everything around you and everyone around you reinforces that. Everything and everyone around you who is reinforcing that is trying to sell you something. You guys have got to wake up to the truth of the easy button. It's just a big lie. You know? So stop looking for the easy button. Start accepting, embracing the fact that it really is all about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I think this topic actually plays right into that because so many agents are absolutely in fear of the idea of these instant offer type programs proliferating the real estate markets. And we think they will. We think that not offering an instant offer type program as an agent or a broker or a national brand is a huge mistake. The market's going to demand it. The market's already proven in parallel uh, industries, well, arguably parallel industries, but similar industries, that there is a willing uh, number of uh, potential sellers that would embrace this idea, at least the concept of it. Now, I want you guys to be very clear. There are probably for every ten buyers you come or sellers you come across, you're probably going to find three or four who have the most important thing on their list of things: the net proceeds from the sale of the property. I, just be very clear on that, and it, it's very confusing. I realize that because so much of your effort and your belief is focused on basically netting the most for the seller. But the truth is, is very not very often is that the most important thing to the seller: convenience and hassle are the things that are always the top of every seller's list, or at least 70 to 80% of the time. So these instant offer programs, though, just be very clear, will appeal to all 10. So all 10 will want to know about an instant offers program. All 10 are going to be interested in it, but probably only two or three would actually seriously consider taking a reduction in, uh, off a uh, list price if they thought they could get more by going the retail route. So you guys have to be clear about this. I don't think, we don't think, there's no reason to believe that the market's all of a sudden going to start wholesaling their, you know, all yeah. sellers are going to start wholesaling their house. It's not going to happen. There will but be a Trevor, percentage I want you to, to hover it. there. Just for a second, just so I can translate into agent here for a second. Just because they're not going to take the instant offer, many of them, probably most of them, does not mean that you shouldn't know about it and offer it because I want them to make the bridge, we want to bridge the mindset gap here, to lead generation. What if they're just curious about it? This isn't that different than, quote, offering a free CMA. It's just more advanced. It's a real offer. You want your phone to ring with someone saying, hey, I'm curious about this instant offer thing. What do you think I could get for my house instantly? That doesn't mean they're going to take it. But don't you want to get the call? Of course you do. I just wanted to make sure we're being that's, very clear about but, that. But that's, really, but that's really the really most important underlying point of these three podcasts. It's not that you're going to have a huge percent of your sellers as your market's going to basically just you know all of a sudden start selling to OfferPad or one of the dozens of other companies that aren't actual real estate brokers that are going to be starting to offer this. Uh, but what the problem is, what I'm fearful for the industry is the industry is going to keep head in ass and not realize that this is something sellers are going to embrace. Look, guys, just ask yourselves. If you had an opportunity to sell a property for a 10 or 12% less than would have otherwise sold for retail – um, and, but you didn't have to screw around with any of the things you have to screw around with when you're selling your house. And, the, and I'm talking to real estate agents who are in the business of selling homes. Now, how many of you guys would do it? Now, before you answer the question, I want you guys to remember, 
the 10 or 12% discount, we're going to get into the math today, the 10 or 12% discount, that is uh, net to the seller. So you guys, when you put a house for sale for, say, $300,000, let's say, just to keep the math easy, and you put it for sale between the commissions and the selling costs and all the other Mickey Mouse, the seller is already netting 10 to 12% less. And what these instant offer programs in some markets are doing are offering the sellers the same net that you would otherwise be able to get had the house been retail, you know, plus or minus, say, three to five points. Right, they're just doing it faster with less hassle. Now we're going to talk to you guys today about what types of properties they're buying. We're going to talk to you guys today about what types of properties and how to set up the parameters of your own program. Again, move past the fear and self-loathing of these programs. Move towards the realization that these are going to these programs are most likely going to pique in sellers' interest to the extent that agents and brokerages that are offering their own version of this program are going to be getting the listing calls, and those who aren't won't. It's just that simple. So it's just a competitive advantage, and if you're not offering it, you will be at a huge competitive disadvantage. So today we're going to get a little bit into the weeds. Julie, I know you wrote something today about OfferPad, but I really don't think it's necessary that we read the whole thing. You can okay. just kind of summarize it if you don't well, mind. Right. So, so you were using the CarMax um, example with how the auto dealers have dealt with this. Well, so let's branch over then into a real estate example. OfferPad has been around um, basically, from their website, they say they're a modern, easy way to sell a home without the need to go through the traditional selling process. Exactly what we've been talking about, right? So, and you're talking about the math works out the same. Now, a lot of agents are kind of pooping on this thing. Well, you know, the only people who are going to do that is people that have a really crappy house, right? Are just dumpy properties being bought this way? No. OfferPad talks about regular single-family residential homes. So what are they buying, Julie? What are, the, you know, what are these instant okay. programs? Look, what are these guys looking for? Let's just get to it. Yeah, and it, I when I go through this list, it's virtually everything, residential homes, including condos, townhomes. Um, they will purchase up to 325000 in like a 55 and older age-restricted type community. They'll buy in gated communities, homes that are site-built, meaning they don't like to do manufactured prefab or mobile, so they've said that. Homes located in the service areas that they like, uh, they want the seller to have clear ownership of the property, no title clouds or issues. They like homes built after 1960. Homes where the valuation is up to about 500000 is their preference. Uh, homes that sit at a maximum of one acre of land, so this is not for farm and ranch. Uh, homes that are owner-occupied or vacant, not leased at the time of closing, so they don't like leasebacks after closing. Homes that don't have significant foundation issues, uh, and right now they're concentrating on Phoenix, Tampa, Las Vegas, Orlando, and Salt Lake City. So that's what they say they're focusing on. They did not say houses that are falling down and wouldn't otherwise sell. This is all pretty normal standard well, issue so, stuff that all of you guys list so all the what time. Go ahead. So, it's, guys, it's not just OfferPad. There's like three or four different companies that are venture-funded. And the venture-funding aspect of it means that there's, vent, uh, there's investors that are really pump, literally pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into these guys, into these companies, so that they can buy more of these properties. Now, a lot of you guys are asking, what are they doing with these properties when they buy them? They're going to sell them, and they're going to list them with their own brokerage. That's what they're going to do. And you, do you guys see now clearly how very quickly what, an organized approach to this business model do you see how this could completely and totally turn your local markets around in terms of basically making sellers? You know, I realize that their sellers are going to be hopefully loyal to you. They're going to be loyal to your brokerage. But if all of a sudden somebody starts offering something that results to, gives them the same result financially and they perceive it's going to be less hassle, you're going to have to compete against that. 
in the list that Julie just read, that's just right off OfferPad's site. All these other companies that are do also doing these instant offer type programs, and we suspect there will be literally probably 20 or 30 of them uh, in the country probably within the next six months. Because these the, the three launch companies, um, OfferPad, I think the other one was Door. I don't remember. Anyway, because they've done so well so fast, they're going to have a lot of other investors are going to be looking to back other companies that are doing the same thing. Look, guys, it's a no-brainer from an investor's perspective. If the houses don't sell, they can rent them. And for the most part, if you look at the math on this, they're going to get probably an 8% return on investment. So there's not a lot of downside to the investor in assuming they you know, inspect these properties. And we're going to talk to you guys about that uh, tomorrow, I think, uh, about how you specifically can start purchasing these properties yourself. What a killer way to build your own inventory. So let's talk about the math and this is really important you guys understand this and I'm going to tell you I'm going to sort of tell you what they uh, you know market and advertise and I'm going to tell you guys how it actually really works for the most part they're marketing and advertising that they're going to pay retail for the house and to Julie's point they're not just looking for dirtbag properties on the wrong end of town you know with basically uh, you know bullet holes in it and that's the traditional mindset of the real estate industry when it comes to this type of thing this type of market, this type of marketing, this type of approach to purchasing houses has been the exclusive domain for a long time of the wholesaler type. So the We Buy Ugly Houses guys have been doing this forever. And, you know, they've been doing marketing and advertising in the form of billboards. You guys have seen these guys do direct mail campaigns. You might remember the yellow letter campaign, the postcards, just you name it, they've done it. And what they've done is they've, de they've been going after this market for a long time. But for the most part, sellers haven't really taken them seriously because of the fact that they were, who the heck is We Buy Ugly Houses? That's not the you know brand name Coldwell Banker or Remax or Keller Williams or some other country, or brand that I'm familiar with. You know, I want to do business with my best friend from Century 21. I don't want to sell my house to some dude that says, I buy ugly houses. My house isn't ugly. But now all of a sudden, you're going to see that when Zillow basically starts rolling this into your market, when they all these other companies start rolling into your market, OfferPad, I'll give you, for example, um, they're part, they've partnered with a company called New Home Pros, and New Home Pros is exactly what they sound like. They're a marketing company. Uh, for uh, They work directly with new builders, and so the new builders are going to seek out uh, alliances with companies like this because then when they have somebody who walks into the property that has a house to sell, whereas traditionally they've just been referring those leads off to – or the new, age, new build reps have been referring their agents off to their – uh, the leads off to their favorite friend agent, what they're going to do now is they're going to have formal relationships with these types of companies so that they can then accept a purchase contract in a new build home from a buyer who doesn't you – know, basically, they don't have to worry about the sale of their house. Now, from the, the buyer's perspective, that is a huge advantage because if – let's say they're competing against – you know, there's five different new build uh, specs that are sitting there, and the buyer's going from one to the other to the other, and they walk into the third one, and the third one says, guess what? If you purchase the house, uh, one of my models, if you build with us, we'll guarantee the sale of your house because of the fact that we have this exclusive alliance with OfferPad, and they'll you know, basically pay you retail for the property. That is going to be a very clear USP, a unique selling proposition for that new build rep, for that new builder, and uh, I suspect you're going to see more of this type of thing. So, guys, it, it's going to be very evasive in our industry very quickly. This is the reason you need to be doing the exact same thing. Otherwise, we are going to we are choosing as individual practitioners and brokers to be obsoleted. <laughs> okay, so just keep that in mind. So here's Maybe how the math works. Yeah. 
That's right. Well, but it'd be a choice because, listen, there's 100,000, Julia, uh, people that are listening to this podcast, right? It's the most listened to podcast for real estate agents in the world, as far as we know, based on the you know ratings and all that. So if, if there's that many people that are listening, if only 25% of them actually take action and form their own instant offers program based on the exact step-by-step process that we've been giving them on this series of three podcasts, then I think probably these other outside companies – will not have the opportunity to get a leg hold in our industry because our industry would have actually yes. done something in time to not allow it to happen. Guys, uh, let's just be honest, though. Our industry does not have a very good track record of acting quickly. <laughs> okay? I mean, otherwise, frankly, we wouldn't be competing with these, out, these non-real estate entities that are in the business of essentially capturing our leads and selling back to us. In Canada and other countries, it doesn't work like that, guys. This is just because our industry has been rather complacent on basically embracing the changes, the changes that are, you know, the ideas that might be inspired by uh, these technology guys, technologists, but that are embraced by consumers. And when they, and well, what does our industry do when we see a technologist come into the industry and we see even they become successful and buyers and sellers are attracted to doing business with them? We don't say, how can we compete? We say, let's go after them. Let's get them. You know, let's drive up. Let's build our walls. Let's sharpen our spears. No. A little guys, bit of scarcity mentality, I think. Just a little. Exactly. You have to compete. <laughs> uh, but Tim, you should look at your... let, let's, yes. let's hover just for a second because here, here's the thing. The mindset, I, I think we need to realize what a huge blessing it is that these giant companies are advertising instant offer for you. What if you were a lone agent with this idea? I've got this great idea. I'm going to come up with a, uh, you know, the instant offer, and I'm going to advertise it wherever I can with my, you know, albeit limited sphere. It would be a lot bigger mountain to climb, wouldn't it? I think it's awesome that they're advertising it for you, and you can take advantage of the fact that now the public's going to know what an instant offer is. I mean, look at well, it for what I mean, it is. So it's free advertising for agents. It's great. But let's drill, let's drill down on what Julie said. The words instant offer themselves, as far as I know, are not copyrighted, and you guys can use those yourself. So we're making this very practical and tactical. And if Julie and I were still selling real estate in Columbus, Ohio, as we've had all of our private coaching clients do at this point, I promise you, plastered all over our signs and our brochures, ask me about my instant offers program. If you're, you know, if move up to this home for sale and your home qualifies for my instant offers program. Qualifies. I didn't say I'd buy it, but there it is. So if you are serious about being competitive in this industry, you have got to be on the leading edge, and that's the information you're getting right now. All right, guys, so listen, let's drill down on the math. Again, we've told you the fact that the math, generally speaking, is very frankly hard to compete with. And assuming they don't start weaseling in hidden fees and you know playing games, if you have a seller that you're competing, uh, if you're competing against an instant offers program, and the seller basically can net the same uh, with them as they can with you, that you are going to have a very hard time uh, selling against them. That's the reason that you need your own instant offers type program. Now, I know some of you are panicking. Where am I going to get the money to do this? How am I going to buy these properties? How am I going to do all these other things? I'm going to give you a little hint here, and then we're going to get more into this in a second. Zillow is not buying properties. Zillow is offering through their instant offers program, they're offering uh, the, the uh, institutional investors, one of which is OfferPad. So if you're in a market where basically OfferPad is purchasing properties, why don't you basically send the properties to them that you don't want to purchase? You guys get it? Just do what Zillow's doing. So why is Zillow doing this? Zillow's doing it because they're taking the they're giving the opportunity for that seller to do an instant offers type deal and or 
uh, get, you know, get a CMA from an agent. And then the agent then has to go in and prove their value. And the agents obviously then will tell the seller that the house is worth more, or I can sell it for more than that, I'll net you more, and all the rest of it. But remember, guys, still there's that 20 to 30% of all sellers, they're going to be more attracted to the convenience of the whole process being handled instantly versus the retail. So just go back and listen to our past podcast so you understand that. But in this market, what we're seeing is these guys are coming to market, and they are probably by design not being as frankly greedy as they can be because they're wanting to get brand in the particular markets. They want to make it so that they have lots of listings. Once they've purchased a bunch of houses, and then they have a bunch of signs and a bunch of yards, then the game changes. Because then all of a sudden, almost seemingly overnight, they've established themselves as having a substantial presence in your marketplace. That is how it's going to happen. I promise you. You don't need to worry about whether Tim and Julie are right about what we're saying. This is what's happening. This is what is going to happen. You're going to see next spring, you're going to see these instant offer type companies, and they are going to have signs all over your market, and they're going to be properties that they have purchased. And guess what? They're going to get the buyer calls. They're not going to sell. They're not going to, those buyer calls are, are if the houses, if those buyers have houses to sell, that you know darn well they're going to try to buy them through their instant offers program. So for now, what we think is happening if these guys are intentionally leaving money on the table for that, in other words, they're not being as greedy as they otherwise will be, once they get market share, then they'll start offering a bigger discount or demanding a bigger discount in order to do the deal, and the sellers will still do it once they get the momentum, once they get the things moving, once they have listing inventory, once they have a more uh, uh, power in the communities, then they're going to say, for example, you'll go in there in a year maybe, and you're competing with one of these instant offer uh, companies, and let's say the instant offers company is offering 12% off retail, which is basically the same maybe as you would uh, have ended up selling the house for anyway after inspections and whatnot. Well, then probably in about a year, then they're going to be offering 15. You're going to see something like that happen, but for now, they're just going after market share. Don't think that they're not going to change and be more aggressive. And obviously, as the market starts to change and sellers lose confidence in their ability for their own properties to sell, then OfferPad and all these other companies are going to be able to be a little bit greedier. It just makes sense. Market conditions will pivot in, to be in favor of them, and, of course, they're smart business people. They're going to take advantage of it. So, guys, look. There are tons of new companies that I've heard about, that I've been told about, that are getting into this space. This is going to be the hot new investor space for investors. The, the companies that the investors have been investing in, the lead generation companies, those are going to be sort of the companies that they were investing in. Now, the big institutional investors are going to be looking for companies that provide this service or they're going to be looking for companies that provide services that enhance the service of doing an instant offers company. That is the pivot that's already happening. Again, this is not conjecture. This is actually happening. Those of you who are technologists out there, I just gave you a little heads up. That's actually what's happening in the marketplace. All right, so let's talk again about the math in your marketplace. If you want to do an uh, instant offers type program, in order for you to be competitive, you're probably going to have to offer a 10 or I'd say between a 10 and 12 and 13% discount off retail. Now, how can you do that? And why would a seller want to do that? Because not every single seller's main concern is going to be um, net to them. Now, those of you who have been using a guaranteed home sale, and that program's been around for like 30 years now, we did it when we sold real estate, the typical discount that if we had to buy at the property, that we'd end up getting into the property would be about 25%. 
So one of the things, and we're going to get into the real specifics about this. I'm kind of foreshadowing different ways you guys can set up your own program. We're going to do that on the podcast tomorrow. But one of the ways you could make this work is so, for example, you guys can buy individually as individual practitioners. You guys emailing us, asking us about how to become real estate investors. I'm telling you now, make sure you're, you're taking notes. As an individual person, you can have up to 10 mortgages. You can buy up to 10 rental properties with government-insured loans. If you guys don't know that, well, I just told you. That's not a commercial loan. That's not a blanket loan. That's just an institution or a non-portfolio uh, you know, normal loan. Okay, You can get 10 of them. So you can set up your instant offers type program so that the buyer has to be moving up, the buyer who has a house to sell, has to be moving up to a house that you have for sale, and then you'll guarantee the sale. It's a combination of the guaranteed sale meets instant offer. You'll guarantee the sale of their present home and say, for example, 60 days, or you agree to buy it. Now, the money that you will get uh, the, the money that you'll need as a down payment, let's assume it's 20 or 25%, will come from the discount on the property um, that, they're, that you're buying from them, plus the commission that you're making on the house that they're buying. So, for example, let's say you're in a marketplace where you have a 6% commission. And I'm going to use a similar math to what OfferPad is dealing with, right? Let's say somebody's moving up to $500,000 house. They buy that house from you. I'm keeping the math general. You guys are going to be skeptics and analytical. You're not going to like this. I'm just going to keep it simple for the 100,000 of the folks that are listening. Okay, so you have a six thousand. So they're moving up to a thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, thirty thousand dollars, six percent, five hundred thousand dollars, right? Oh, I know you have broker splits and all this, but just keep your heads clear. Now, there's a thirty thousand uh, dollar, and they have to sell a three hundred thousand dollar house. So you need to come up with sixty thousand dollars. You guys understand? Twenty percent down on a three hundred thousand dollar house is going to be sixty thousand dollars. They're moving up to a house that you have for sale, so you're going to make $30,000 on that. And then what you need to do is you need to basically make it through the math on your instant offers program so you have at least a 10% discount. And when you do that, guys, there's your other $30,000. Do you understand what I just did? I created a $20,000 down payment for you out of thin air, <laughs> okay? Just by having inventory, by having a house for sale that someone wanted to move up to, I just created uh, the opportunity for you guys to basically buy a house with literally no money down. You can do this with no money. Uh, it, you just essentially, you might even be, depending on your lender, you may even make it so you don't take the commission on the house that they're moving up to, but the bank will give you a loan based on the equity position, not necessarily a down payment, meaning you don't actually have to take the income. Uh, you can just leave the money in the deal, and because you didn't take the income, there's no taxes on it. That's a little bit of advanced thinking for some of you. I know some of you got it, but you could leave the monies in the deal, and that way you don't have to experience, you don't have to then take the, you, know, you don't have to pay taxes on the uh, 6% that you're double ending on the move up house of 500000 Are you guys following me on this? I know it's kind of complicated, but that is one of the ways you can do it. So we're going to give you specific ways. On today's podcast, we told you, if you're in one of the markets that offer pad or one of these other companies are purchasing properties in, you could just basically, when you get an instant offers request, do what Zillow's doing and flip it to, uh, flip, flip it to offers pad and see if they want to purchase the house. You can do the same thing. I wouldn't, as an individual practitioner, if I still had a real estate license or as a broker, I wouldn't do that. I would buy these all myself. I would. And uh, because it's in renting properties in most of your markets, not California, not some of these high-priced areas on the East Coast, but in most markets, most of you are in a market where if you purchase a house for, say, $200,000, you can probably make on your cash that you put into the property over 10% return on investment. 
The math works out in your favor. This is the reason that so many of these big institutional investors, who we also think, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, are going to go into the instant offers business, and I'll foreshadow this for you. There are probably six major hedge funds and institutional investors that have been in the, in actively purchasing in North Carolina, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, Houston, Dallas. I mean, there's a lot. You guys know what I'm talking about. And they have not been looking for junky wholesale properties. They've been paying retail, oftentimes outbidding normal buyers, going over asking price. In all these markets, these guys have been purchasing. I know you, those of you who are in those markets, there's probably about 15 of them in the country. The, I've researched all these companies. These guys are still actively buying. And I've done the math on the properties they're buying. I literally went to their websites. I then pulled up a property that they had as available for rent. I then went to a property records. I find out, found out what they paid for it. I did the math on it, and I did it about 20 times to find out basically what they were looking for. And net-net, now this is net, cash on cash, after property taxes, they're making around 8 to 8.5%. They're paying cash, remember that. So after property taxes, with the normal rents, they're making between 8 and 8.5%. I suspect... The next big wave of these instant offer type companies are going to come from these big institutional investors. And these guys have billions of dollars who are then going to either back an, uh, an offer pad type company or they're going to start their own. And those guys are going to then start buying these properties as to keep them as rentals. Are you following me on all this? Are you seeing how the industry and how the landscape is going to rapidly change? Do you guys see how, going back to the – uh, you know the podcast we did a month ago. Do you guys see how basically being a buyer agent in a scenario like this, there's not much future in it. The market is going to be controlled by agents who have the inventory, and then it's hypothetically possible that you're going to see more of these big institutional investors start o owning their. I mean, BlackRock is the largest holder of single-family res residential property in the world. They are the largest landlord in the world. But there's a lot of other companies that own billions and billions of dollars of houses. Not big fancy t skyscrapers in New York City, not strip malls, not you know vacant land in Montana. They're buying homes and neighborhoods near you, and they're renting them out. Look in the MLS. Do your own homework on this. Realize that this is, this is a uh, transition, or I don't even know what to call it, this is something that's never happened in our industry at this level. What I'm describing for you, all these things coming together, this has never happened. I'm excited about it because entrepreneurial agents, like I assume most of you who are listening, you might have a pang of insecurity and fear about these changes, but the reality of it is, is your, your mind is probably sparking off all these ideas and how you can get in on it, and you can, and I want you to, and we're going to show you how to. So listen, guys, we're going to pick up where we left off uh, today, tomorrow, and on the show tomorrow, we're going to give you, again, the specific framework of how to position some of these uh, offers and how to specifically market the properties, some specific slogans and things you might want to say. But the bottom line is, is do not be in fear of this. Embrace this. Look, Julie said it at the top of the show today. I'd rather have your phone ringing uh, and saying, hey, look, I'm interested in your instant offers program. And they're not, right? <laughs> I'd rather have it so that when your center of influence and past client walks into a house that's owned by OfferPad in uh, 18 months, and OfferPad agent says, listen, if you move up to this house, we'll buy your house. You don't have to screw around trying to sell it yourself, and we're going to give you, you know, this amount, and the numbers make sense. If you don't offer a similar program, they're not going to call you. If you think your value comes from your personality 
or your personal connections or the fact that you think you make the process easier, those things themselves are all fine and dandy, but them, those things by themselves are not enough to keep you relevant in a real estate in this fast-evolving real estate industry. So look, guys, that's the future. We've just given you an opportunity to basically get a, a great, you know, I think, handhold on it and not get washed under. These are things that you have to be taking seriously because these are the things that everyone's going to be talking about in 18 to 24 months. And they're going to be all saying, what the heck happened? Big brokers, office managers, email me, argue with me, prove that this theory and prove that everything we're showing to you and presenting to you is in any way not congruent with actually what's happening in the marketplaces. Look in the market, look in Arizona, look in these other places where these companies are actively buying. They're purchasing houses like crazy. The sellers are embracing it. They're loving it. Look whether these other big institutional investors are buying properties and making them into long-term rentals. The market is scary because it's so, there's not enough inventory. It's not first-time buyers guys, it's these institutional investors. They're, they're still buying. Those of you who thought that they were just out of the market after the housing crash, you were wrong. What happened is more of them got into the business because they realized what a great long-term investment owning single families are, which is the ultimate, uh, essentially, form of of income. It's the ultimate form of wealth uh, retention. It's the ultimate form of uh, the business model that you should be moving towards in terms of basically having paid off rental properties. Do what the big rich guys are doing, right? So listen, guys, I know we're a little all over the place on this topic because I'm trying to do my best to keep you motivated and focused. I'm trying to do my best to make it so that you guys are excited by this because I've been reading your emails. I've been reading your comments. I know so many of you are fearful about this, but don't be. It's fantastic. It's exciting. More opportunity to help folks and make money. If you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We're available anytime, and if you guys need a free coaching call, just go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Listen, guys, everything and anything we can do to be of service to you is what we're all about. Now a quick a word from our sponsor. Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris is brought to you in part by Firepoint. Growing a real estate business is all about knowing your numbers. Long-term success in real estate is knowing how to capitalize on those numbers daily. As the head of your team, whether it's one, 100, or even a thousand people, Firepoint is the all-in-one business solution for you. Created by agents for agents, FirePoint is more than just another CRM. FirePoint offers a complete picture of your business. From lead generation to team management and accountability and the best return on investment reports in the industry, FirePoint is the solution that is focused on what matters, showing you the most profitable path to more closed transactions. Schedule a free demo at FirePoint.net. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.